So I'm living in a season where I'm looking very undone and quite the opposite is happening. (laughs) So I define undone as not done or finished, unfastened, untied or loosened. (laughs) Sit with those words for a moment as I properly welcome you to the Invisible Talks podcast with Tyra Elam. Welcome to Invisible Talks, where the truth, different perspectives, and stories are discussed with invisible voices. Media outlets vary in using anonymous sources. There's no such thing as off the record, but here on Invisible Talks, all of our stories are off the record. If you're good, put the pieces together. I'm your host, Tyra Eland, recording in the Podcast Town studio. I want to hear your story and perspective to make my life better. I'm tuned in. There's a lot going on this episode, (laughs) y'all. I So I have found this random fact. I have, this is my fourth pregnancy. And I went to a doctor a few months ago and she was preparing me for the next season of life, aka summer. And I thought she gave me this interesting fact and I thought she was kind of crazy, even though she's a doctor, right? She's been a doctor for years in the maternal department. She says, be careful in the summer because women who are pregnant need to consume like two to three times more water than what they normally do because the baby can't sweat. And so my mind was blown because I'm like, the baby can't sweat? Who even thinks of that? (laughs) It was just so random. And I've never had to really get that deep into pregnancy because My children prior were all winter pregnancies. And so as it has gotten warmer in this beautiful state of Wisconsin, I totally understand what that statement meant. I drink water like crazy. Like I just drank a whole cup of water as the intro was playing and I am moving on to the water bottle because I am just like thirsty. But yeah, random fact. So I'm trying to keep myself together, deliver the wisdom that I need and you all need all at the same time. (laughs) But there's someone who's pregnant in the summer as I am. And that is an interesting fact. So do not end up in the ER on IV because you are dehydrated. It is extremely easy to be dehydrated during pregnancy, I'm learning. And so my way of avoiding the ER is drinking at least a liter of water before 10 a.m. And then I just pile on after that. And it's easy after you do it a few times, but especially you Southerners, because it's what, almost 113 degrees in Texas right now. Y'all stay hydrated just because. (laughs) So that was a detour on being undone because I know people are like, she has long sleeves, long pants. No wonder she's drinking water. But I'm drinking water really because of the pregnancy, not because I'm hot with long sleeves on and it's 93 degrees. So, yeah, that's just my bits and pieces on that. (laughs) So back to the topic undone. Right. So we talk about it being defined as not done or finished. It could be unfastened, untied, loosened. And I just want to focus on these two definitions because the concept of looking undone stems from conversations that I've been having. And I guess this does really feed into my pregnancy when I think about it. I'm having conversations with people around me and their words are expressing what they see on the outside of me. But the opposite 
is happening on the inside of me, right? And so I look like losing my job ruined my life. (laughs) And not literally, and not to laugh at anyone who may be in this position, but I find the joy in my experiences. So that's where the laughter comes from. I leave the corporate space, entertainment space, really a space that people really strive to get into during college, after college. I leave that space. Actually, my position is terminated and I decide not to fulfill another position and wash my hands and be done with it. And so my life looks different. It's quiet. (laughs) It is motherhood full on. It is entrepreneurship. It is unconsciously and it wasn't a matter of the finances it was downsizing and so I downsized in areas in which God was saying I made these spaces or things idols in my heart like they equaled or these things equaled my identity more than God equaling my identity more than me being who I am and so I allowed these things and stripped these things from myself not because the loss of a job and an adjustment to finances but because they were running my life in a way that was never intended and when I look back at my finances especially the first year and COVID was part of that. (laughs) But I made more money post corporate than I did in corporate. So it's really interesting because people are like, she's losing her mind. And when I say people, I'm talking about family, the people closest who you've kind of gone. I've gone through the highs and lows of life with. I assume that they know me, but they don't know me. So that was one of the ways. Another way is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, is I'm pregnant with my fourth child. And so they're like, she's sitting in the house racking up babies. And it does not help that my husband comes from a big family. So he's one of 13. Same mom, same dad. So they're like, she's on the same path. (laughs) And I do not plan. I'm putting this on record. I do not plan to have 13 kids. I am grateful for what God has blessed us with and if he continues to bless us. When I was younger, my goal was six. And then I started to live life a little bit. And I was like, oh, heck no, I'm not prepared for this. I don't need six kids. So I'm at four. I'll just leave it at that. With my luck, we may pop out and have triplets in three years. But who knows? God's plan. But open to that. And so I've had some family members who are like, oh, so you're just going to stay at home with the kids. Like it's a life decision versus understanding that we live in seasons. And although the natural seasons go three to four months in life, some of our seasons go three to four years, right? (laughs) And so I've taken the time to really focus and get to know my households, something that I wasn't able to do, but it looks different on the outside. And I think that's very interesting. And one of the other things I've noticed looking undone to other people and that not really being my truth is it's as if I lost the desire to care what I look like or how I'm perceived. (laughs) I have never gone natural this long in my life, but I started that journey in corporate as well. But I really own it in another capacity. Like I'm going to wear my blowout and I'm going to wear my locks and I'm going to wear my two strand twist. But that looks nothing like who Tyra introduced herself as when social media came out or 
as I was wrapping up my years in college, that is not how I showed up, but it's how I show up today. I'm very particular on what I wear, what parts of my body is shown. And it's not, pregnancy kind of plays into this too, right? Come on, moms. Not that I'm lazy in pregnancy, but everything not going to fit as fine as it did when you got a bump popping out of your body. (laughs) And so some days like today, I have on some, they're actually my husband's pants. They're joggers though. And I think they're very cute. They're like military green. And I have on one of the shirts that I designed. It has perseverance on the chest. It's flowy. It has cuts going down the side. Very casual. Would I wear this if I weren't pregnant? Yes, but I wouldn't wear it the same way, right? I got to make room for this little human that's consuming my stomach. But I say all that to say I look different, literally, physically, but my skin is clearer, y'all. <laughs> and so I could be talking to one of my sisters and they're just like, are you having an okay day? And I'm having a great day, but my hair looks different today. <laughs> and so I just found it so interesting in these areas of my life, the comments that I've gotten. And also from strangers too, or I wouldn't say strangers, associates, they're falling into these buckets. But the surprise comes from the family because I would think that they understand that I'm still the determined Tyra that I was. I still have the blood of perseverance running through me as I did. It's just I'm okay with the season that I'm in. And I believe that there are so many women specifically around me who run from the seasons in which they are truly in and put up these facades, cover it up in makeup, cover it up in a career, cover it up in materialistic things. However, you want to cover it up and it looks away. But I am totally okay with being undone in front of you. And I think that is harder for other women to receive because that comes with shame to them versus I find freedom in it. I no longer have to show up away or do things away because I understand the root of myself. I understand why I was doing it in the first place. So now I just feel more free not to be ignoring (laughs) my outer appearance, but to go through a process The diamond that I have on my ring, it went through a process before it became this beautiful ring that I wear every day. And I feel that women should go through that process. We should look and strive to go through that process because the refinery that you have to go through is what builds confidence to me. That inner beauty can only come if you go through that refined process. And when I say refined process, because we talk about diamonds and pressure, and I believe I have to, I just want to make it clear that it's not just going through trials and tribulations, right? Because those never stop. That's Life is going to happen and we have to learn how to walk through it. But when you're, the pressure is being put on that diamond, when you're getting blowed Blowed, 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 sharpened on the side, blowed, sharpened on the side, fire, fire. When all of that is happening, can you keep the same grace that you had when joy exists, when peace exists? Can you stay in the same mindset and not lose yourself or composure? 
And these are the things that I ask myself. I'm not just asking you today. (laughs) I am not exempt from the conversations in which I have with myself. That is the beauty of what I am doing throughout this podcast. I'm sharing my thoughts because they're taking me on a journey and I want you to go on it too. And it won't look exactly the same. It won't sound the same. The experiences won't be the same, but I bet you there's a gem that could truly change your perspective, which changes your life because death is not going to stop happening around me. Loss is not going to stop happening around me, but how I respond to them, that change changes the whole dynamic, right? And so what I realized was truly happening in my life is that I had to be undone. I had to be unfastened. I had to be untied and I had it to be loosened up. I didn't have the right boundaries. As I talked about before, my identity was tied to things and people that I couldn't trust. And I hadn't taken accountability for the life I wanted to live versus the one that was handed to me. Like I was very grateful to come out of college walk into a full-time job while with child planning a wedding. So all these things were happening and I didn't have to do much. I didn't have to shift much in my life. It was like a platter laid out. And because the industry is so sought after that I worked in, I did not find any other option as appealing. It was perfect. It was access. It was credibility. It was experience. And it was right literally on my lap. And so I accepted that path, understanding that my end goal I would eventually get to. And this would give me the skill set and build my skills to get there. That's how I always looked at it. And in the process of always looking at it that way, I stayed in a position that I didn't think I was going to stay in for long. And I stayed with an organization that I didn't think I was going to be with for as long. And I loved it. But I lost some of me in it as well. And I believe that's possible with anyone, man or woman, younger or old. You get comfortable, you get familiar with a position, and you stay. And sometimes it's not meant for you to stay. And the question is, do you have a relationship with the higher power to be shaken up and to be moved into position? It makes me think of Jonah. He didn't want to go where God sent him. Because he knew <laughs> I'm going to be tried here. That's the worst place to go to. They're they not nice. And not to say that's literally where God is sending us at times, but it's not always going to be the glitz and the glamour. Don't let Instagram or Facebook fool you. <laughs> and so every journey that we go through does not look beautiful. And I've learned that and appreciated that in this season, which allows me to live in my truth. And one of the things that being undone allowed me to realize is that I looked undone, but it was a process for the fulfillment of purpose. And I say that for three reasons, because there were three things that I truly believe I've learned on this journey. And not that I'm fully done. I'm not fully baked and I won't be fully baked until my last breath. But for all the things that I needed to be stripped of in this season and in this time of my life, as I'm walking out of this, I've realized three things. One, I needed to learn that looks are deceiving. (laughs) It's one of those things like... Until you put those shoes on, you really don't know. And I wear heels most of the time. So I had to sit high and look low 
And then it was flipped on. And now I'm sitting low and looking high. And looks are truly deceiving. I've always felt that way. There have always been assumptions when I was working full time that because of how I looked, that I was someone's wife. I wasn't an employee. And I always took offense to it. And people around me would be like, that's such a compliment. Most of the time their wives are beautiful. And I'm like, but it's not. (laughs) It is not. Just because I look this way does not mean I need to be tied to someone's arm. Although I am and very happy about it. It's the narrative that they perceive to be true about my life that I didn't agree with. And so in learning that looks are deceiving, I realized that those times in which I've judged, they've really come back on me and they hit closer to home because it's family. And I have more compassion for those who look away, but don't really have that heart posture. And I've really taken on in this season, understanding that the way one shows up physically does not identify or define their heart posture. Heart posture trumps all. And we can only get that breakdown and that download from a higher power. It's not my flesh or my eyes that will be able to tell me the story of someone's life. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to guide and lead me through someone's life. And so there may be a girl who never has clothes on, barely dressed and has the heart of gold. And there's the girl who's covered up with a long skirt and she's evil. (laughs) And so, and I don't mean evil, but she's not as nice. And even with that, I've learned compassion because I was that person. I wasn't wearing long skirts, but I was evil (laughs) because of my own experiences and how it looked was not how it was. I was just heartbroken. I was coming from experiences and carrying them around and dropping my suitcase on people's door. And I had to realize that that ain't the way to go. But it was a process for that. So it's not about being beautiful or ugly. And it's not about making decisions on looks, but it's character. It's the fruit that people bear. And so I knew that before this process, but I really feel it. I feel the conviction in it now more than I ever have. And the conviction for me is what has me yield to the thought, yield to the action and turn away from it. And so when I'm convicted from something, I know to turn away from it. And there are some people who feel that conviction and they walk to it, right? And so in the process of being undone, I've learned what to walk away from. And that is one of them. Although I thought I was there, there are like some spots and blemishes that still had to get cleaned up. The second thing I've taken from my undone season is I needed to acknowledge that I was blind by the corporate world. The access and the status had me glued and I did not realize it. I really thought that I was okay with walking away or I don't need this. Everybody says that while they're in it. But the second you take that foot out and you start to see some of the things you used to experience or see some of the places you used to have access to, and not to say that all of that's taken away because people still exist and there are still relationships and human connections, there's still a loss. There still was a loss for me. There was a loss of, I've mentioned identity, but connectedness to these people that I spent more time with than my family. There was a loss to access. I am part of the general public. (laughs) And that I went to 
an event and I had just had my baby and I was literally sitting in there. My husband surprised me and the idea was beautiful. The idea was beautiful, but I sat there for the first 15, 20 minutes trying not to cry. (laughs) because all I could really take in at that moment was I used to be able to blah, 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 blah. Oh, I see so-and-so. And And then I remember, no, I don't have the credential to do that. (laughs) And so it's just like the shift, right, of living a normal life (laughs) because I wasn't living one and I thought I was because that's all I had known. And so the positions, the people felt stimulating when I was working in the space. But in reality, I was running from being a house mom, being a complete wife and running towards an ambitious black woman. So I was reminded in the space that I am no longer or felt reminded because it wasn't a truth. This was a lie that I'm no longer the ambitious black woman, which I am. It just looks different in this season. So there are some things that I had to be stripped from that did not serve me. And there were some things that I needed to strengthen because they served me. And I'm not really into the ambitious black woman narrative. I feel like that positions women against each other and we all have similar experiences and walks in life. So I'm not trying to really own that. But that is a narrative that's told a lot. It is told a lot. And I see why, because most black women don't cheer on women who serve their husbands or women who decide to be a stay at home mom. They're not applauded. I'm still in a space where I'm having kids. I'm married. I have some foundation to me and people are still questioning if it's the right time for me to have kids. And I'm just like, Y'all never going to be happy. I'm married. Even if I weren't married, even if I just had a career, there are more women, especially in the black community, who make six figures and are applauded on that. And they're unhappy more than there are of black women who uh, stay at home and decide to be there for their kids, even though that's the best situation for them, whether it's a year, six months, five years, whatever the time frame is, that strengthens and builds their family more than a career and a title. So it's really interesting. But I learned that I needed to acknowledge it all. I needed to acknowledge that I was blind and not keep saying it was great. It was great, which it was great. But there was also some blind sides in it, too. And I needed to own that, accept that, forgive myself and move forward. All right. So the last one, number three, which is probably most important, I believe that every person should learn to do this. I needed to trust me (laughs) at the most intimate place with God, whether it was weeping, wailing, tearing, prayer, that process of seeing all the areas of my life that were never tied, that needed to be retied in the whole shoe that had to get thrown away. (laughs) I had to trust me in that process because there are still people who will hint towards job opportunities or hint towards, have you thought of this idea? And not that I'm out of ideas. I mean, you guys should see my closet. It's lit. (laughs) There are whole business plans. But I understand my timing. And I've learned that there's wisdom in the timing. Trusting the timing for me and my family and my life. And one thing that I believe wholeheartedly that I didn't, that I was blinded by corporate with is that 
supporting my husband and pouring into his projects is truly part of being a helpmate. It's an assistance. And if I'm so focused on everything that has me going, who's going to uplift and support him to have him going? And so there are sacrifices that come with being a wife and a mother and uh, I have to trust myself in that and most importantly, follow God's leading in that. So not be so stuck on, I know this is supposed to happen. I understand and I hear the promises of God, but there is timing in every promise and trusting that timing because it'll be the people closest to you. It'll be the stranger and it'll be the acquaintance and there'll be the friends. It'll be your counselor at times, (laughs) your therapist who will give you advice, quote unquote to move out of these seasons, but you really have to seek a higher power. And because I trust myself in my relationship with God, I'm learning what it means to be unmoved in it, to be completely unmoved in it. For a while, I was swayed and I got hired for a position because I didn't trust myself and I accepted it. And then I had anxiety for a week and I'm like, Hey, yo, God, (laughs) why am I breaking out in anxiety like this? And the response that I heard, I spent seven days literally tarrying with God in prayer and asking, like, I need you to guide me. And his response was, do you trust me or trust yourself? And it reminded me of a time that I was seeking him about seven years before that and he was telling me to drop it all and trust him and I felt like I was in that same position again drop it all and trust him I hadn't done it yet so I really if you've ever heard the story of the children of Israel I was really acting as if the children of Israel all on my own where there was a promise given but I'd rather go back to Egypt I'd rather wander And so that's why I always use the statement, I'm wandering, but I was never lost because lost means there's no hope for me. And actually, let's look this definition up of loss, because I think this is important. And I've never actually went this deep into the quote of being lost. The definition of loss is unable to find one's way, not knowing one's whereabouts. The second one is devoting something that has been taken away or cannot be recovered. Wandering but never lost. I'm always able to find my way. The first definition says unable to find one's way, not knowing one's whereabouts. I'm always able to. I just have to ask God. He said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be open. I just have to do those things. If I humble myself, he will heal the land. So when I move, he moves. So number one doesn't exist. Number two, devoting something that has been taken away or cannot be recovered. It can always be recovered. His promises are always around recovering what was lost. But to do that, it requires obedience, right? So in the space of the children of Israel, they're in the wilderness and they're wandering and sometimes Or when I look back at my life, there were times where I was truly wandering, but I was never lost because the answer was always there. It's just a matter if I did my part. And so I had to learn to trust myself is the moral. I had to trust myself with my relationship with God, trust that I was walking with him and not against him and trust that distractions were going to come. 
because the weapon won't be formed, but it won't prosper. And it hasn't prospered (laughs) since that job. I went back to them and told them that I could no longer accept the position. I have not filled out a job application since, not because of arrogance or pride, but because God has told me his plan and he has told me the next step that I need to look for. And so I'm going to sit and be still in this season until that step comes to fruition, until he comes. I just have to just be obedient. And I've learned that it is a lot of patience wrapped in that and a lot of gratitude because I've gotten to know my kids in a way that will only help me for the step in which he will provide. Right. So these lessons, they left me thinking my cover up game was solid. (laughs) I was lying to myself in this process and in the process of seeing pieces of me, I started to cover them up as they were being uncovered. Things or spaces in my heart that I could not clean out. I definitely was, I was a makeup artist. I was all of that in terms of making things look away because I was lying to myself. Everything was good and it was okay. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like hell was breaking loose behind the scenes by any means, but it was breaking loose internally. Because the things that mattered and the things in which I was supposed to be grounded in, I was not. And because I didn't look deeper into my life and really see the red flags, I was missing it. So in me missing it, I'm miscommunicating these messages based on how I show up, based on how I dress, based on how I speak. And in the season of being undone, I may look like I've lost some things, but I've gained so much. So I'm like, I look bad versus there are a lot of people who would have seen even the photo shoot that I have for my podcast. I didn't like, oh, girl, that red was lit. But wait until the next one, y'all. There's going to be a glow and it's not a pregnancy glow <laughs> because I've truly found my heart posture. I found where I thrive at, not because I'm perfect, but because I'm perfectly flawed and I'm okay with the correction. I'm okay with being in the rain, feeling the raindrops, feeling the tears, crying it out, making mistakes and moving forward. And a lot of you all haven't figured out how to do that. I'm not even going to say that you're not okay with it. You don't know the how, but if you stick around long enough on the podcast, you'll take some bits and pieces and I'll help you. (laughs) So let me just say, as I've said before, ambition is a heck of a spirit and tied in with abandonment issues. It equals self, self gain, self serving, self arrogance, all of those things, all those hashtags that have a self first. That can't be the truth. So, what I'm asking you today get somewhere, get planted, and ask yourself are you undone in this season? And if you're not undone, how do you become undone? Because it's a beautiful process and a necessary process. So skip what you see others doing or what you hear them doing. Get in your own business and know your business for yourself. Because that's the only way you're going to really find meaning in life. And per usual, I have to close with one of my favorite books. I did not write this book, How to Be More Tree-like, but I love it. And today was the first day that I actually flipped it over and read the back of the book. Maybe I've read it in the past and just didn't remember it. So I'll close out with the back of the book. 
because it's very, it was powerful. It felt meaningful today. Again, this is the book, How to Be More Tree, Essential Life Lessons. And so it reads, put down strong roots, bask in the sun. Don't be afraid to branch out, stand tall. Acquaint yourself with dozens of trees and the essential life lessons that they have to offer. By taking cues from Mother Nature, you might be surprised to find yourself breathing easier, embracing change, weathering storms, and being just a little more tree. Isn't that sweet? We all should be more tree-like. That's all we've got for today's episode here at Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain, or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Tyra Elon.